This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hello and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm Mike Woodcock, your host for this episode. Today's guest is Graham Lynch from Comsday. Graham is the owner of Decisive Publishing and the founder of Comsday, one of Australia's leading telco and ICT publishers. We'll speak to Graham in just a moment. For those that are new, welcome. We do take questions during the episode, so just enter them into the chat box that will be on the screen in just a moment, and we'll do our best to get through as many as possible. In the meantime, welcome Graham. I can see is just about to join us. Hey, Graham. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Really pleased to be here. Great to talk with you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, I've already given you a bit of an intro, but I thought we might get things rolling with you saying in your own words what your role is, because it sounds like you cover a bit of ground there. Okay, well, um, I, I run Comms Day, which is a daily telecommunications newsletter. It's subscription only. It's read by pretty much all the big telcos, um, their suppliers, government departments that have some remission in the, in the communications area. Um, and uh, I also run a bunch of events. So we do the Comms Day Summit. We just did one actually uh, uh, last week um, in Sydney, which is a big annual telecommunications event for the industry. We do an equivalent one in Melbourne, and we also run a satellite industry event in Sydney every year, and that's taking place in about a month. So that's that's pretty much what keeps me busy. Okay. Uh, How do you work with the editorial team to to manage the flow of information that must be coming your way every day, given you've got so many irons in the fire? Um, Well, I'm not the primary editorial contact. That's Simon Ducks, who's on simon at commsdaymail.com on our website. You can find that. Um, but because I founded Comms Day, I, I still play a role in the editorial. Um, um, we're in an office together. We, we discuss real time what's making news, how we're going to angle stories and so on. Rowan Pearce, our executive editor, is also a big part of that, um, of exercising that editorial judgment. So um, Simon's the best person to talk to um if if you're coming from a public relations point of view but the, mm-hmm. the three of us all play a role in determining how stories are angled and treated in comms day each day what kind of stories are, are, are interesting to 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 you in particular but also to comms day um if, if trying to think of who our archetypal reader is it's someone who works in the c-suite of a major telco like a focus a telstra an optus and nbn we're primarily geared towards what would someone like that find interesting so it can be developments in technology, developments in politics, you know, or in the communications minister, for example, and, and developments actually in the marketplace of telecommunications when their competitors launch a new service or, or there's some kind of innovation that might impact the market. And, and how do you start a relationship with, with, a, with somebody sending you some, a piece of content? Well, you know, because we, we attempt to be very granular, there's no... Um, courtship required literally just send us the news and 
we, we monitor our email real time. I mean, if you want the definition of email addicts, we are it. <laughs> so okay. we're, we're, we're watching that email religiously and things come in, we read everything that comes in. And, um, you know, more often than not, if, if, it's, if it's pitched in a way that's interesting, we can find the news value in it. We're not too demanding uh, as, as to how it's presented to us. You know, we, we just simply want to get the news and get it out there. Okay. Okay. So email is definitely the best way to get in touch. Oh, at, totally, the end, yeah. at the end, we'll make sure we get your best email address for that and also yeah. Rowan and, and your other offsiders so that they're yeah, on sure. there as well. Um, yeah. And we'll put them in the chat box as well. I'm seeing a couple okay, of questions sure. filtering through and feel free to, to post your questions up, everyone. Um, with regards to, to those emails coming through, what makes, what makes a good pitch for you? What really catches your eye in that email inbox subject line? Um, as I say, uh, news, you've done a deal, you've hired someone, you've, you've sold a business unit, you've acquired a big new customer, maybe you bought a competitor, like an, an action thing. So we're not interested in profiles. You know, if someone just says, oh, I, re I represent company XYZ, can you write a profile about us? Or we're offering so-and-so for an interview and there's no actual news hook that will be less attractive for us because we've always got something more newsy to spend our time on. Um, so it's when you've got something to talk about. I know, I know that sounds a little basic and a little banal, but that's, that's really what, what drives us. Yeah, I suppose the challenge is there that everyone feels that they've got a really good story to tell. But what, what, what would make something stand out for, for you in particular? You think, uh, would it, does attaching a photo help? Does including an infographic cut through it all? Do you like maths in the headline? Do you like uh, yeah. a more personal approach? What... I mean, well, look, look. If, if we were worried about the personal approach, our hearts would be broken every day. <laughs> a lot of the way we get news is pretty indifferent and impersonal. So we're not too worried about that. But yeah, look, photos, graphics, quotes, um, yeah, the usual stuff. Don't, don't promise to get back to us that day with a quote from an executive if they're not available. You know, we're, we're, we're same day driven is probably a key thing. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you're putting something out in the morning saying, you know, we're, you don't actually answer a lot of questions in the press release and you want us to get in contact, make sure that you will be able to get answers back to us that day. And that's very helpful to us. Sure. How, how, how much is, I've got a question through here that I was kind of wondering myself before we got started. How much does comms day reach in the federal government in terms of readership? Is that is that a space for you? And I suppose there'd be a follow-up oh, yeah. question around the kinds of government-oriented stories that you'd be interested in seeing come through. Yeah, look, in a big way. Um, obviously, Department of Communications, um, the ACMA, the ACCC, for starters, but also Home Affairs, um, PMC, Prime Minister and Cabinet, Defence, Attorney Generals, which is obviously part of Home Affairs, Department of Industry, um, and recently Department of Regionalisation, because Bridget McKenzie's got communications as part of her remit. So we cover quite a lot of territory. Oh, and Treasury and Finance, because they're shareholder ministers for the NBN. So yeah, we cover, you know, I think I've just named six departments there, or maybe seven. So yeah. um, we have a pretty extensive reach, yes. I can I can see um I can see readership ramping especially at the moment. There's a there's a fair bit to say. Yeah, sure. Oh, and just on that subject, we we go big in state government as well. Most okay. of them are right, telecom funding programs, so you know, right down to 
places you might not expect, like the Northern Territory government, very avid readers. Are there any trending topics or stories that, that you're interested in right now? Any particular? Yeah, regional communications, satellite, Leosat, big one, undersea cables, um, regional fibre trunks. They're, 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 that's probably the big area right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, are, there, are there any particular topics that or pieces that you've written that you or, or worked on that you're particularly proud of that you can look back and just go, yeah, I, I've, I've really engaged with that piece of work and I'm proud that we did it? It can be a story, it can be a series or... Yeah, look, I did some good stuff last year on a cable called Project Echo, which is kind of US government funded. has, has some sort of defence links and it's going it go into Darwin and Indonesia and so on. And everyone was trying to keep it a bit of a secret. Um, but I, I established a couple of sources internationally who gave me some good info on it. And um, run, running it kind of opened up a little bit of a wound and a lot of people started talking to me. So we've done some great coverage on what's happening in Pacific Undersea Cable. That's probably what I'm personally proud of, yeah. Okay, so writing the kinds of stories that not everyone necessarily would like you to write but do need to be told? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> a lot of the stuff involves sort of the, the spooks and intelligence agencies now, so you've got to be pretty careful. This might be the last time anyone ever sees me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for choosing us to, to be seen. <laughs> um, one, one question that we always try and ask is, um, what's one thing that you wish that every marketer or PR that was was knew about what's happening in your desk and in your space? Sorry, can you can you repeat that? I'm not sure, sure. I get the question. What do you wish every PR knew about you and your work? Oh, um, probably that our readership's not a mass readership. You know, it, uh, although it's it's reasonably large for a vertical, we have about eight thousand yeah. readers every day. It's it's C suite as executive. Um, it's not consumer. And I think maybe mm. occasionally some PR people think that, you know, they get us to write about a mobile phone that's performing a marketing function for them in the consumer area. And that's not what we're about, you know. Um, um, we really are about the people who are the suppliers of the industry and not the consumers of the industry. That makes sense. Um, now, I, I happen to know that you've got another uh, uh, another publication that um, is not connected with comms or tech at all. Okay. Um, would you would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Um, oh, I've, yeah, been it, I've been following it and um, yeah, okay. I'm the supporter, but um, I feel this is a, a chance for you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, North, North Sydney Sun. It's a suburban newspaper for the North Sydney area. We actually started it because it's a big business centre here. It's a sort of a longer Parramatta. Sydney Second CBD, and we worked out one day that about a third of our comms day readers work for companies based in North Sydney. It really is the sort of tech alley of Australia when it comes to telecoms. Yeah, yeah particular obviously TPGs there and NBN and and so on. Um, so we started that, and, and uh, that, that, that's got us into um, uh, the world of local politics and at the moment federal politics. So. Um, you know, we're all right in the middle of the Trent Zimmerman versus Kylie Tink um, type debates, and and uh, you know, every every other day, we're not just thinking about telecoms, but also attending an, an Anthony Albanese press conference or a Josh Frydenberg one. So it's definitely broken up the rhythm of what we do here. It broadens the view a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now I know people want the best email to send you uh, pitch ideas for the local newspaper. Um, okay. Is there a different contact for that, or should we just use? Um... Um, I'll send. I'll just type it in now. I've okay. Thank you. In Simon Dux's 
email address. I saw that. Thank you very okay. much. And um, this tests my. Okay, here we go. Um, I think I've got. I, I, it's an alias email. I hope I've got it right. <laughs> um, but just just bear with me, and I'm just sure. going to double check that I've got it right. Why don't you double I'll, check that? We can, keep, we can keep on talking. I know okay. it sounds very embarrassing. I don't know my own email address. No, it's fine, Greg. Um, I just want to make it. I make sure I get it right. I did have a question that I, that I had to ask. Um, yeah. Two part question. One: How long have you been doing publishing for? When you put it all together? Oh, I started uh, Comms Day in 1994, so I was in my mid 20s when I started it. Um, and all the, the the publication has been continuous in those 27, 28 years. I did live overseas for most mm. of that duration, um, involved in the business from a production editing point of view and doing writing about international comms. So I lived in um, the United States for a couple of years in Hong Kong and Bangkok. So um, I came back to Australia about four or five years ago. And over that time, the relationship between your outlet and the PR community. Has that yeah. been important in sustaining the business going forward or how important has that been? Um, and have you seen much changes in the way um, the PR community and the publishing community interact? That's a really good question, Mike. Um, um, I just posted that North Sydney Sun email, by the way. Too. That's a good question. It's changed a lot. I think, I think things are faster now and maybe more shallow. And what I mean by that is that when I started in the 1990s, I, I felt quite immersed with the PR people. You bump into each other socially all the time. There was a lot of in-person events. Um, you, you kind of knew whose everyone accounts were. You know, I was quite immersed in that world. I have to be honest that all this time on, a lot we do with a lot more in-house PR people, less externals. So most of the big telcos and, and a lot of the companies we write about have their own in-house PR, yeah. usually it's part of a broader marketing function. So you don't spend the maybe the quality time with them that you used to. Everything's much more email, text, phone, less face-to-face. -face. So I say that's probably the biggest change I've seen over 20 or 30 years, definitely. Okay. Well, look, um, that's it uh, from, from me. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to highlight about engaging with Comms Day? Uh, for any marketer or any PR that wants to reach out to you for the very first time, what any piece of advice for them? Yeah, look, we have probably something we didn't touch on much in this interview was about the events we do. Yeah. But a lot of PR people maybe get a little confused about what we do, and and sometimes I do that a little deliberately because I'm, you know, I'm putting my conferences together out of public view, and I'm not publicly flagging every step of the process when we're putting a conference together. Um, so if, if, if you've got a client who's interested in speaking at one of our events or, or sponsoring or just attending, feel free to get in contact with me. You can use that North Sydney Sun email address. They both, they all work and you can find me on my website anyway. And, and I'm happy to talk about it. So I actually think that's probably the area of what we do that people understand the least, which is, which is our events. So yeah. I'm always happy to talk anyone through what we do across a year and the particular markets that we're serving with what okay. we do. Okay. And I just saw Ping, Ping Chu's asked a question there. Uh, yes, we would. We would. We're always interested in new research on customer satisfaction. We're very happy to have a look at that. This is absolutely one of my favourite things to have happen when we're chatting away, when, when people actively throw out a, a gentle pitch idea. I, I think that's great. And um, 
kudos to Ping Chu for doing that. And thank you so much for coming up with an answer. Okay, all good. Okay. Okay. Um, Graham, um, I'm going to let you go now, but we're going to make sure that we've got all the email contact details at the bottom. Thank you so yep. much for elaborating a little bit about the events, especially because that's not something that I, I knew too much about. So yep. um, I'll make sure I, I, I educate myself a little bit more. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity, Mike, and thank you for everyone who attended today. Thank you. Take care. That was Graham Lynch from Comstate. Thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we'll be speaking with CNET Science Editor Jackson Ryan. But if you wanted to watch this week's uh, or check out any of our 100 plus past episodes of Influencing Insider, you just need to sign up with influencing.com uh, for free. We also have access to a complete media database and media distribution tool. So if you'd like to know more, just simply reply to the email invitation you got for this webinar and I'll be in touch. Thank you again, and I hope you all have a great day. Bye for now.